It's a Saturday, and I'm Kramer. It is Saturday with Kramer right here on 1660 The Bet, Kansas City. We're live and local every single Saturday from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. The 9 a.m. hour, always baseball. The 10 o'clock hour, always football and some, you know, fun things. Some fun things for you all. Now, chime top the show on the X app at Kramer Talks. Chime in throughout the show that way. You can interact, ask questions. You name it, or if you uh, know how to get a hold of me anyway besides that, feel free. Feel free. We got a loaded show for today. A lot of baseball to get to. Kansas City Royals have crowned their new king here in Kansas City, well, at least for the baseball side of things. And in the second hour, all Super Bowl talk. Super Bowl's tomorrow, people. It means like a month and a half. Opening day is here. You guys let that sink in. You know who, know, you know who, uh, who reported yesterday? The Dodgers. Couple teams reported yesterday in Major League Baseball. The ninth was um, uh, some teams coming in, and uh, other teams will follow suit on. You guessed it. Next week, <laughs> baseball's here, people. It's nice, sunny this morning. I mean, it's a little chilly when we get in here around Kansas City, the metro area. But you know what? This week, this week has been great if you're a part of the Kansas City universe. Because it is Super Bowl week, Radio Row, all the all the nines people um, do everything. They want to judge the nines, sell their products. The players get there early. They have their media night where they just get asked random questions like, I don't know. There's uh, what like a Brock Purdy question we'll get to later on in the show. Um, uh, if uh, him, I guess, making Taylor Swift not happy in case he comes back and uh, has the 49ers win the forty um, uh, the Super Bowl, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. But Kansas City has been on the map this entire week because of the Kansas City Chiefs. So what better way to do that than to capitalize on the Kansas City-esque news in the sports area is Bobby Witt Jr. Pretty sure this was on Tuesday. Might have been Monday or Tuesday this week. Bobby Witt Jr. signed an extension with the Kansas City Royals on an 11-year, $288.8 million deal to keep him here until he is the ripe age of 34 years old. Remember, Bobby Witt Jr. is only 23 right now. This is an 11-year deal. There is some opt-out clauses. I think it's in year 7, 8, 9. There are player opt-out clauses, but if this thing goes a full 11 years, once it's the 11th year, there's a team option. There's a three-year team option that's worth $89 million, which also, people, if you didn't know this, this is the third longest extension in Major League Baseball history. And if this goes all the way through that's 14 years that, say, the team does, the team option does go into effect at that 11th year, this would be the third highest paid contract to a player behind Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. People, this is a small market baseball team dishing out the dollars knowing that Bobby Witt Jr. is the future, the present, and I'll just continue to say the future as well because he's 23 years old. We're living in the present right now. He's Bobby Witt Jr. in this 11-year span with this contract, just to keep it the 11-year, not even the 14-year aspect to it, just this 11-year stint that we're going to see Bobby have. I mean, he's only get paid $2 million this uh, this upcoming year, I think $4 million the next year. And I think then it starts to intick what, uh, what his contract's going to be getting, which is like north of $28 million per year. But he's well-deserving for that, for what he's going to do for this team. 
I'm sorry to say this, but the face of this team is not Salvador Perez anymore. He might be on the team as a leader, but the face of this team is Bobby Witt Jr. We kind of figured that out when he was on the Sports Illustrated cover at the ripe age of 18 years old. Maybe he was 17 years old. I just know he was in this USA um, attire when he was on that Sports Illustrated, that you know that defunct business now of Sports Illustrated. I, I, you could just see the, the 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 aura, the talent, the awe when it comes from Bobby Witt Jr. There's a reason why they drafted him, I think, was it second or third overall in the draft? And, and he's going to live up to it. He's already had the, uh, what, stolen how many bases last year, had how many home runs last year? No, in this 11-year span, we're going to see him win at least one MVP. It'd be interesting to see him win a multiple MVPs. Heck, we even might see him in the postseason, people. Do, do I do I just dare say that? Do I dare say postseason in front of Kansas City people right now? Especially for Kansas City Royals fans. The last time they were there, the last time they were there, they, they won the World Series. And they haven't been back since. And it is now 2024. Remember, 10 years ago, the Royals were going into their first World Series in a long time since 85. They lost to the San Francisco um, uh, Giants, but they're able to win that next following year. Are we going to see a possibly... The Royals flirt with making the postseason this year. If they do, that would be that would be incredible for them. Will that happen? I don't know. I think they could win this division, people. I think they could. And now, if you're trying to layer this as whatever you want to with how the Kansas City Royals are going to be shaped up, and I mean they've done enough this offseason. Like they before them before this contract extension, before this deal happened, they've already spent over a hundred million dollars on payroll. So it's not like so it's not like the Royals weren't trying to do something about their franchise. They they already knew. They what they only won like 50 games last year. 50 games at 162. That's pretty dang that's pretty dang bad. That's that's pretty bad. With that happening, the the mess of what the debacle of Jackson County and also the 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 stadium input like that's also been like a big huge mess. But through this entire thing John Sherman's like, I want to build a winning ball club. If I if I possibly cannot get the vote, the approval of us moving downtown, eh, so be it. I would like for that to happen. But right now, the only thing that I can change is what the playing is on the field. And John Sherman's done that tenfold this offseason. I don't think I've ever seen an offseason like this with the Kansas City Royals ever in my lifetime. I'm 27 years old. So, I mean, I know I'm younger than most people. But I still have yet to see something like this happen. And I know you all have that, haven't experienced the same exact thing either. I mean, growing up with a f- as the my favorite team is the the team across the state. Th- I'm used to something like this. Them going out there to to get people to rebuild, unload, make sure you have a winning ball club every single year. And now it's finally, I think, happening here for the Kansas City Royals. It may have taken some time, but you know what? It's here. It's finally here. And this this signing. Is this means so much to Kansas City of itself? There's already this rich history here in the past ten years. Eh, we'll say about seven years. Yeah, we'll say seven years. The past seven years of Kansas City has been dominated by Chiefs football. It just has been. Patrick Mahomes is the talk of the town. Travis Kelsey, the talk of the town. You know whose name's gonna be right next to them within the next coming years, which I think you should probably put it right right now. And that is Bobby Witt Jr. This city needed something like this, especially for this baseball team. Like, I, if I would have said, I think I did say this. I think I said this about maybe a month ago, maybe a month or two ago. 
I was like, if a deal does not get done for an extension for Bobby Witt Jr. before the season started, you can kiss him goodbye after the end of his rookie deal. But you know what happened? They got the deal done. And now here Kansas City people, like, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy this next 11 years knowing that Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be here because this could have been a Carlos Beltran situation. This could have been a Johnny Damon situation. This could have been a Jermaine Dye type of situation here. And I know the last time the Royals locked in a guy that they've drafted for a long period of time, that was Gordon. Alex Gordon was here for a long time, helping win a World Series. Can Bobby Jr. do the same thing? Maybe. I think he can. I think he could help this team win a World Series. It might not be in the next, the first five years of this deal. It might be in the back half of the five years. Hell, it could be this upcoming season. Depending on how well the pitching actually goes, We'll just have to see. I think that the hitting's going to be fine. Vinny Pasquantino, Hunter Renfro, probably going to be protecting Bobby. And Salvador Perez also going to be protecting Bobby. Like, the future is bright for the Royals for once. And look at the Texas Rangers a handful of years ago. Texas Rangers won 50 games. They decided to go out there, get Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, try to do something with that pitching rotation. They get the 500. Then the year after that, they won the damn World Series. So it is possible to turn a team around just like that. But it's making sure you get the right people in place. And they're laying the foundation right now, Bobby Witt Jr. Hell, I think you could say they've been laying the foundation since the... Well, foundation's been laid now. You could, you can't even look back and, and try to think back when the foundation was trying to be laid at the beginning because there's been so much trial and error from... 2016 to 2023 of those Kansas City Royals teams that we've seen come in and come out. Like I, you, we've, we've probably seen a. You, think about this: the active roster for Major League Baseball between the time of 2020, 2016 and 2023, we saw the influx of the 25 man roster. Now, 26 man roster, which started last year. Can you do you think? Do you know off the top of your head? I didn't do the research on this one, so I, I'm just guessing on this one. But I'm pretty sure I can guess this one correctly. You know how many players we've seen come through, come out of the Royals organization since 2016 to now? We'll just, say, we'll just cap it at 2016 to 2023, the end of last year. It's probably north of 100, probably to 200 players that we've probably seen come through, put on a Royals uniform, and try to win them a baseball game. Like, seriously. Now we're going to see the aspect of we at least know there's at least one accustomed guy that's going to be here. There's at least going to be two with Salvi and Bobby. And we know we'll see how how the injury concerns. Like I I I'm I'm a little concerned of how healthy Vinny Pasquantino is going to be for a full 162. If he had back problems last year, I hope that doesn't like reaggravate at some point. Like I'm hoping I I mean I know I I know what it takes to train for get your body into shape. And if you're in a major league baseball type of level caliber of playing, you already know he's in the best shape possible to try to get back because Vinny Pasquantino absolutely de- demolishes baseball and. He needs that he, when he swings, he needs to have his back moving and turning to make him proper to get his hands to the thing. But I digress. But I absolutely love, 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 love this signing for the Kansas City Royals, this extension for the Kansas City Royals and Bobby Witt Jr. It needed to happen. It got done. And you know what? We can just sit back, relax, and enjoy this because as a pure baseball fan, a pure baseball fan, pure. I at least know at some point, if I'm still here in Kansas City by the like 2030, 2035, there will be a downtown ballpark. You just can't tell me there won't be. 
because of just how long this contract's going to go. This is going to be, we can probably classify, there should be t-shirts being made about this right now as I speak about it. When the new stadium does come, it'll be the house that Bobby Witt Jr. built. And if it's not that, then we got to give give a, get find a new slogan for him because he he obviously deserves everything that's going to be coming to him because of how good of a baseball player he is. Like I, I'm floored. I'm excited. I can't wait. I just I just can't wait. It's a uh, it's going to be exciting times here in Kansas City, especially in these next eleven years. And then you also got tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for some people. May not be the best for me. And what I mean by tomorrow night, I mean by 49ers going to be at the uh, 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. Not great on, not great for a guy like myself. But before I before I um end this Bobby Witt Jr. talk, there's it's interesting. If I can find the the, the cut again, it's right here. Let's close that. So JJ Piccolo joined Cody and Gold. Um, a 610 Sports Radio, our sister station here um, at Odyssey from to 1660. And J.J. Piccolo joined, and he talked about the Bobby Witt Jr. talks, uh, the extension. The, the main focus here is that Bobby needs to be able to play the game. And if, if these discussions go into the season, that I don't think that's going to be a healthy thing for Bobby. Um, so we're going to have to figure out at what point, if something's not figured out, at what point are we going to end discussions, table them, until next year, you know, he is still, it's year two, end of year two. So we got time to yep. extend him. You know, we think this is the ideal time to try to get it done. You know, hopefully those discussions, which have been going good. I mean, it's, it's open dialogue. So it's not like they we've put them off to the side. There's regular communication. So that's healthy. Uh, where, where we feel great is that we think it's very clear that Bobby wants to be a Royal, mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't asked for an amount of money that would tell us, uh, I'm going year to year and I'm going somewhere yeah, else. Right. You know, there's open discussion. So when he says he wants to be in Kansas City, it's sincere. Our interest is sincere. But to answer your question directly, there needs to be a point where, okay, it's either happening or it's not happening yeah. this year, and then we table it. So that was actually prior. That was like at the end of the season, a uh, talk with Josh Vernier, the Royals Insider, there at 610 Sports Radio. Got to play the wrong cut, but you know what? This cut still works. The, uh, no, this is a, it sounded like this was the plan. This was the main focus. This was the idea and vision for the Kansas City Royals to try and do after the end of the season. It's whether or not, like, okay, it's either you want to be here or you're not. And clearly from that answer from J.J. Piccolo, he wanted to be here. I, I like Kansas City as a whole because it's not like you're, out there on the big spectrum, you're not having the big flashy lights always on you like if you're in a market like New York or Boston or or Los Angeles. So you can kind of keep to your own here. You can kind of, you can kind of be quiet. Like you can you can I mean, you're also a baseball player. And this is notorious for baseball players and how this talk, this talk is where if Bobby Witt Jr. walks down to Power and Light tonight, you might like maybe 10, 15, 20 people might recognize him, but if Patrick Mahomes goes down there, everybody's going to recognize him. So Maybe that's why players like Bobby Wood Jr., a talented stud like him, wants to stay here. He's like, all right, across the street. I mean, my boss across the street because I remember Patrick owns part of the part of the Royals. Like he's more he's more famous than me, and I can always be behind like his shadow, even though he's gonna get past he's gonna surpass Patrick Mahomes' shadow at some point because the longevity of baseball players to football players is a tad bit longer, I would say. 
And Bobby's going to do, I think Bobby's going to do wonderful things in a Royals, in a powder blue Royals uniform. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to do, he's going to do some good things. He will. He will. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. This is inter- This is wild, actually. So former Mets GM Billy Epler. So it, it's this was a hiring Steve Cohn had. But Billy Epler, former former GM for the uh, for the Mets, is banned, suspended from baseball due to fabricating injuries. This is a uh, this was the the headline from the ESPN article. Former New York Mets manager general manager Billy Epler was suspended through the 2024 World Series on Friday by Commissioner Rob Manfred. So it's one year. Who concluded that he directed the team to fabricate injuries to create open roster spots? This was between the times of it was manager November twenty. I tell you. So this was around the twenty twenty one season and the season before that. So this was also around the Buck Showalter regime, and this is absolutely gross. The, the Mets have been informed of the conclusion of Major League Baseball investigation. The team said in a statement with Billy Epler's resignation on October 5th, 2023, and with David Stearns leading the baseball operations team, the Mets considered the matter closed and will have no further comment. That, that, so you're telling me, you're, you're, abs- you're telling me that if a guy was ready to come off the IL or if a guy was like, you know what? My eye hurts. Like, my like it itches. I can't get this. I can't get the dirt out of my eye. Like, it my contact stuck in there. Oh, you have a concussion? All right. That, that's probably not what happened, but that's what I'm trying to allude to. That's what they're like. Oh, oh you got like a small scratch. You got a small scrape. You might need a, you might need a stitch. I'll put a seven-day IL, 10-day IL, 15-day IL. Like, that's like the kind of stuff that was happening here. That's how gross that is. The fact that you have a person who's just trying to clear and open up roster space of like, you know what? Maybe it's the... because. Uh, you could call a guy up. I mean, it might use his little um, his little option in his contract. But if it, if a guy's on the IL, does it really use it though? Because it's like I gotta send this guy down for a rehab assignment. So I'll just call up one of the guys that we like to see if he's if he's good at all. So it's kind of I feel like this is almost as if it's money laundering almost. Like you're giving a guy calling a guy up. He's gonna get like a some service time if it's like anything. If you're gonna be a guy that's like a, maybe a test subject for them. Like all right, you 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 had a I had a good AAA. May, maybe since since you're doing good now, maybe if you get called up a little bit, see what you can do in the baseball in a in a major league level thing. So is this like short form scouting without you traveling to the AAA team? Like is this what's happening when Billy Epler was there? Like I I find it I find this ridiculous because if one team is doing it, there's got to be another team doing it as well. Like that's just that's just how things work. This is a a form of cheating. It it, it is. You pay your players. I mean, you can't pay them to stay healthy, but when they get hurt, I get legitimate reasons to get hurt. You go on the IL. So what's the legitimate reason to that puts you on the IL? Like I, I want to go back and look at from when Billy Epler was there to see, all right, this guy was hurt. This guy was hurt. This guy, man, there's a lot of call-ups here. A lot of call-ups, a lot of sent downs, a lot of call-ups again. And a lot of guys that are, are hurt. I digress. This is, this is ridiculous. The fact that this is a headline right now, Billy Epler, suspended for fabricating injuries. And it's like, for a person like myself who I've, I've, got, I've had so many injuries with my knees, my toes, my wrists, my ankles. Like, you have, like, fractured bones. 
how can how could Billy Appler be like? Then the the player was lying to me. Then like he could he could do something like that. I mean, granted, it's a it's a case closed and shut, so that didn't actually happen. But as a guy like myself, say if I was on the Mets and I got hurt, like every single person who's playing baseball wants to play baseball. They don't want to go there. Like I look at Salvador Perez. That dude gets banged up constantly. Whether if it's a a backswing from a from a a bat hitting him in the glove, like or just a foul tip coming off hitting him in the glove in a different spot that jams his finger. Maybe it hits him in the thigh. Maybe it hits off the the crown of the helmet of a, of his face mask. Like Salvador Perez plays banged up maybe seventy to sixty percent of the time when he plays baseball. So the fact that the person's not hurt, but yet is deemed hurt by the GM and possible by manager. Like I want to see, I want to hear, I want to see, I want to hear more players come out and talk about this. I think for, for my understanding and for all of our understandings, I think we need to have that. Maybe Buck Showalter also comes in and like talks. Cause I mean, he's a media guy now. Like he's a full flown, full fledged media guy. Can it happen? Can it? I want more on this. I need, I, I there's not, I want, I need more. I need more info on this. Please, someone let me know if you know more info on this story. Former Mets GM Billy Elper suspended for fabricating injuries. Please let me know because I thought at times that John Mozeliak was a little slimy um, of the St. Louis Cardinals. But, man, that this is slimy. This is GM slimy business right here, and it's the Mets. Of course it's the Mets. It's like, Of course it's a New York team. I feel like all the New York teams always has something. I mean, Yankees cheat. The Mets apparently fabricating sports injuries. They're the Let's just stick around in New York. The nobody knows what the heck's going on with the New York Knicks. Like I think everybody's getting hurt off that team. Heck, even the person they traded for, OG Anobi, just got hurt. Uh, the Jets. That there's a, a lot of turmoil in that front office. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't work, that's just going to be done. I don't even know who even anybody thinks what the Giants are even going to be this upcoming year. I don't even know anything about the hockey scene up in up in New York. But the Nets stink. Like I. New York, it's funny. If if there's <laughs> for as much money every single sports team spends in New York, if we can get headlines like this, it'll just make us small market folk just laugh and be like, ah, uh, look at you big market people getting in trouble. We'll just mind our own business over here. Hey, Bobby, here's eleven million. Uh, here's eleven year twenty eight two hundred eighty eight million. Have at it. This is Saturday's Kramer here on the Bet 1660. I hope you all are enjoying your lovely sunny Saturday morning. It's been cloudy the past few weeks, so it's uh, it's it's nice to see some sun out for once. Coming up next, I'm bringing back a, a, a show segment, a show segment everybody loves and everybody enjoys. Fair or foul, we do that next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. Back at it on Saturday. This is Sazer Kramer here at the Bet 1660. Hopefully you're all enjoying your lovely sunny morning here around the Metro. Remember, we're live and local every single Saturday from 9 to 10 o'clock. If you missed any part of the show, if you work the Google on the internet machine, just type in Sazer with Kramer. I know for a fact I will pop up at Saturdays with Kramer. And you can go back, look at the catalog, you can go to the, the Spotify, you can go to the Apple Music. I'm on any type of device that you enjoy audio so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I love baseball. I love football. I love sports. I love wrestling. That's just what I do. This is Jane. This is uh, Orange Cassidy's intro music of AEW. It's great. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've done fair or foul. So you know what? Let's a go. So a Braves fan held up their phone to the general manager Alex Anthopoulos, saying, "Trade for Dylan Cease." The best thing about this is, this was caught on air, especially on the air for uh, for the Braves. This is this is just a great interaction between a GM to the fans. The GM where I held my nose and I took a player I wouldn't believe in and it caused issues. It caused problems. Well, we got some assistant assistant GMs that have an idea for you. <laughs> we already tried. We already tried. People holding up their cell phones with trade, expensive, expensive. trade <laughs> propositions for <laughs> Alex Anthopoulos here at Bravesmith. That is hilarious. I, I mean, if I had the opportunity to ask John Sherman, like, hey, Go trade for Shane Bieber. Hey, go trade for Dylan Cease or however to, to help solidify this entire rotation for the Kansas City Royals. If I had a certain way, like if there's a piece of glass between me and the person, because I know that he's talking on air, I'm doing the exact same thing. Like I, there's no there's no reason for you not to at least try. And I just like the interaction between um, him and the fan. Like he did the, the gesture, the money, like, you know, the Johnny Manziel money, the the money touchdown celebration or however the celebrations he always used, the the, the, the hands. I'm, I'm doing, I don't know if you can even hear the noise. No, you can't even, it's not even picking up. But I'm doing the hand gesture noise, and I don't know where the heck I'm even going with this. I would I would ask the exact same thing to Josh Sherman. I absolutely think this is totally fair and not foul at all. Like, you, you can ask the questions. I mean, I, I'd ask the exact same thing. Now, will it be kind of, like, rude every once in a while to ask a, a question like that? Nah. Continue to ask him. Corey Kluber. Corey, 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 Corey Kluber. You know the pitcher? You know, he's a... Cy Young Award, two-time, I think two-time Cy Young Award winner. He's thrown a, a no-hitter. Yeah, he's retiring. Corey Kluber, this is how meticulous it is. It starts with the smelling salts that he pulls from the drawer. <laughs> and this is before every start. And this is just, and again, watch the neck. It never moves. All right, he holds his glove in a certain way. And when he gets there, the ball has to be put on his, on his glove a certain way. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's wonderful. And Mickey Calloway told us, like, I said, is he like this away from the field also? And he said, yeah, we played 36 holes of golf. And he said, everyone in between the 18s are, like, drinking beer and having a cheeseburger. And he orders what he always orders, like a salad with chicken on it. And then when he's on the road, he gets special meals prepared and delivered to him because this is how he eats the right way also. And it all is a part of the preparation. The preparation, the superstition, Corey Kluber had an incredible career in Major League Baseball. The span went from 2011 to 2023. He's played for the team such as the Cleveland Guardians. I mean, they're, they're the different name back when he was playing for them. The Texas Rangers, New York Yankees, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they were two-time Cy Young Award winner, three-time All-Star. He, like This guy had a stretch in 2016 and 2018 where all he did was win, 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 Win and also throw a lot of innings. I think since 2018, injuries kind of crept up with him. Uh, but this was a guy that was a consistent over 200 innings pitcher from 2014 to 2018. Can't say nothing but good things about Corey Kluber. He's just an absolute stud, did the things the right way, and had some weird antics and ticks, but that's also pitchers in Major League Baseball. If you're a pitcher at all, 
you're just a little odd. You are. So I, I get why Corey Kluber had uh, had his little antics, his little corks, his little um, uh, ticks, especially when it comes to being superstitious. Obviously, I have to have the baseball the right way on his glove. Like that's it's just all the way down the eating regimen. That's just that's just that's just the weird POs only. Pitchers only are weird in Major League Baseball. That's just that's just how it is. That's just how it goes. Because it's just I don't know. If you wanna if you wanna pitch for a living, I'm gonna get some bed music up on here. If you wanna pitch for a living, you uh you wanna throw your arm out every single time you throw a baseball? Does that sound like fun? No. It does not sound like fun at all. But the fact that he did it at the for the at the rate that he did, especially with an ERA at 344 career, the 34 war. Remember, this is a 116 game winner. Ouch. That's all I got to say. That's a lot of innings being thrown. A lot of innings being thrown. So what I like to do every single year is take a look at the 2024. I mean, of course, every single year, 2023, 2022, 2021. But the spring training baseball caps. I think spring training in Major League Baseball has a great look, has a great feel, has a great... uh, Oh man, what's the what's the word? It's just it's just different. I enjoy. It. I mean, like there's certain teams that don't change it up, like the St. Louis Cardinals or the Chicago White Sox, the Kansas City Royals. It's all about the color scheme, though. The color schemes are absolutely beautiful and fantastic. I love. If you go and type in the 2024 spring training baseball caps, you can see what I'm looking at. the 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 powder The powder baby blue. I don't think that's in powder. It's just straight baby blue. The Arizona Diamondbacks baby blue spring training cap. It's absolutely sick. I I mean, I'm absolutely terrified of, of snakes. Like, I, that's one of my biggest, biggest fears is being locked into a room of snakes. Or it's like kind of the uh, the the movie Jackass. You know, when Bam Margera uh, it goes through the goes through that floor and all it is is just a pit of either fake snakes and or real snakes that are in that pit. Like, I'd be terrified. I'd be stuff be coming out of the back end of my shorts and also probably the the, the front end of my mouth. So that's just how I feel when it comes to snakes. But this Diamondbacks cap with the rattlesnake, the baseball on its thing, in its mouth with the blue, the baby blue around it, man, the snake pops, the baseball pops, that blue makes it pop, man, it's 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 just, it's just beautiful. And the Cardinals one's always clean, the Royals one's clean as well with the the darker lid to the baby blue dome. I like that one. The A's one, all yellow with the lime. lime is it lime? I really can't see my greens that well. It's it's just the, the A's green. Blue Jays looks like the same. Mariners, that's kind of sweet. Man, I like I love these. All it fair, absolutely fair. Even with the Dodgers, the just the just the plain D on the top. I like it. I like it. So all these fair. By the way, Corby Clu- Corey Kluber retiring, absolutely fair as well. Netflix, this is huge. This is awesome. This is something I've been wanting for a long time. I, if you all enjoy the Hard Knock series over on HBO, then I think if you're a baseball fan and you enjoy a, a series like that, and, it's, and it, it, if it possibly comes to baseball, which apparently it is, Netflix is produce, uh, producing a docu-series similar to the NFL Hard Knocks that will feature the Boston Red Sox over the course of a full season. It is set to, to premiere in 2025 and will give you access to their players, coaches, and executives. 
So it's setting to premiere in 2025. So are we getting that? Are they are they filming this all of 2024? Are we going to see a backwards like a full season's worth? So if uh, here's the thing, if that's the case, it won't be good. This needs to be a weekly series. It needs to be to cover the full 162, the growing pains, the 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 players being down the players being hot the same with the front office same with the people the player personnel like i need to see everything when it comes to this and maybe it highlights a player throughout a week but it also would be interesting to see what a what the players do when they actually go out on a road game because there's 162 games being played they have to go like at times there's road trips that last about a week and a half maybe possibly two weeks when it comes to major league baseball so i'm actually kind of curious to see how that goes through but if they film it all the 2024 season, then they release it in 2025. I don't know if I would like that because if I if I know the outcome of like what happens, like right now, Boston Red Sox are not winning, are not making it to the playoffs, the postseason next season. There's too many good teams in the American League East that's going to get past them, and Boston might actually be the, the worst team in this division now. Because I mean, if you if I want to power rank them right now, I mean, I'll probably do the uh, I'll probably do these next week, but. Boston's, spoiler alert, probably my number five team in, um, on the list over there. Then it probably goes to the Tampa Bay Rays and the Blue Jays, Yankees, then Orioles. But that could be that can change by next week. But what I'm trying to get at is I need it to be a concurrent type of thing. That's what was great about Hard Knocks' football because whenever it was the Tuesday right after the, the very sub-zero game against the Kansas City Chiefs, like that Tuesday, no matter what, the newest episode was coming out and it recapped that game that happened on Saturday. I was appreciative of that. That is exactly what they need for this, if to only for it works. So if it is just to highlight the 2024 season, but they set to premiere in 2025, completely foul. But if it is set to premiere in 2025 and it covers the 2025 season, completely fair. That's that's just how this one's going to work on this. On the next one, Rob Manfred. He would be disappointed if the A's Vegas Stadium did not open by 2028. Okay, pump the brakes on this one, Bobbo. Like, Bob. You saying this? Like, there's already been a plan in action of what they're trying to do, the A's are trying to do to get to Las Vegas. It has been approved by Las Vegas. It has yet to be approved by the the, the California of Oakland. Like, it has yet to be pr- approved over by there. The fact Rob Manfred is out here saying he'd be disappointed the stadium's not open by 2028. This right here means, in my mind, just my mind only, that Rob Manfred forced the hand of John Fisher to do what he did last year. You know, be like the... The, oh, the fans are against me. Like, I'm just trying to win a baseball game, even though the, he assembled the worst possible team ever to hopefully try to win baseball games. But, hey, I'm an, I enjoy watching A's baseball. I've been watching A's baseball since 2011. So I've, enjoy, I've, seen, the, I've seen the highs, and I've definitely seen the lows for them. But you cannot tell me that Rob Manfred is the one that's behind pulling the puppet strings on John Fisher to get this move done to, to Las Vegas. I think we've seen what Las Vegas can do and is the capable of from it hosting the Super Bowl right now. It has been, apparently from everybody, it has been top-notch. The only thing that's been a problem there in Las Vegas is the airport. But everything around it 
it is built to be a sports city, a sports conglomerate. And I think with the, the, the recent success now of just this week in general of the Super Bowl being there, I think that's why Rob Manfred's saying this. And if Rob Manfred's saying this for that reason, that's good. But I don't think he's saying it for that reason. I think he really is trying to push, persuade, and enforce the A's to go there. I do. And I mean, he might be buddy-buddy with Fisher anyways. And if that's the case, man, I'll throw the birds to both of you. It's still gross what you did to the, the, the that loyal, hard fan base of the Oakland Athletic Crazies. So that's just what they are. They're the Oakland Athletic Crazies. This is foul. I This is completely foul. All right, lastly, this one's out of the base. Not, not, not baseball related whatsoever. It's actually college basketball related. So... An NLRB regional official has decided that Dartmouth basketball players are employees of the school. Let me repeat that. An NLRB regional official has decided that Dartmouth basketball players are employees of the school. You're telling me if I go to Dartmouth right now, If I go to Dartmouth right now, I'm curious how old these people are. Because if they're like building people that are like, I don't know, almost 30 years old, like 27, 28, 29, that's not, that's like, that, that's a tell. That's a big tell. I'm, I'm looking, I'm on their athletics right now. I'm going to the roster. I'm doing this with you all at the same time. You know how bad that is? Like, they, this NIL stuff, they're not releasing um, ages on the side, but some of these guys do look old. Like, some of these, like this guy, this junior that they have on the on their team, Connor Christensen, he looks like he's maybe almost 30. Um, Isaiah Robinson, he could look like he's 22, not, not 22, excuse me, 26, maybe. Dunson Neskovich, the 6'8 forward that they have, a senior. That dude looks like he could be 35. It looks like, looks like, looks like. I don't know these ages. I'm just guessing here. But by the age of the picture in their face, like there's no there's no age by their name. The picture in their face, these, these people look old. But this also, this, uh, this ex post also said, while this school can still appeal, this clears the way for an election that would create the first ever labor union for NCAA athletes. That's good. That's good. Pay your players. If they work for your school, you should be able to play for the school, right? I guess. Heck, so you're telling me back at Northwest, I worked at the school. I was on the radio there. You're telling me if I was going to play basketball, I didn't want to like, I mean, I'd still do all the basketball stuff. I could I could just go to go work at the radio station up there and then just play basketball on the side. And that'd be sweet. The Bearcats are very good at basketball. I mean, heck, we've seen a, a litany of players come through there and a litany of players go play either overseas or in the G League right now. I mean, like Diego Bernard, he's, I think he's out there in, uh, he's down there playing in Mexico. You got Trevor Hudgens in the G League for the Rockets. Ryan Hawkins, uh, I think he's still for the Raptors G League team. So like, they're, they're all everywhere. Like uh, the Bearcats are everywhere playing basketball right now. So, but that's, uh, that was fair or foul right here on 1660 The Bet. Kansas City, live and local every single, single 
Saturday. Oh, yeah. I like singles. I like, I like hitting doubles. If I were to, my favorite, I cannot wait for this upcoming baseball season, by the way. We have, like, my, my baseball season that I play starts in April. And I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to make solid contact with a bat to send the ball over the fence. That's happening this year. But you know what? I love doubles. If I can just get gappers every single time, I'm going for the extra base hits every single time I am playing. But this is Side with Craig right here on the Bet 1660. We got done deals. We got trades. We got to do that next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. Get it on Saturday. It's Hudson Kramer at 1660. Good morning, people. Good morning. Rise Against Machines? All right. Some collapse. The, the hamster's picking out the music today. Yeah, I had to re... It, by the way, the studio is not fr- freezing cold. The hamster fixed the heating in here. We still have the audio being played through my headphones. The only thing I have as a Simon Honest to working on is another mic. The mics in here have done have been done so. Also, phone line. I told him, let's get the phone line going. I might have to spark up my personal phone line for my betting segment. I gotta see what my betting guy's doing. Uh, Ryan, I'm gonna 10:30. people. If you want some best bets, especially when it comes to Super Bowl, maybe for today, maybe the Tobias Harris unders on turnovers, which by the way is hitting like every single night. Well, 10.30, stay tuned. we got about 40 minutes until that happens, so stay tuned to that. But before that, we have some done deals in Major League Baseball. But also, before I get to that, did you guys know that baseball is going to start in Korea this year? Like, I think it's the, the 20th of March, around that time. Maybe it's 21st, 22nd, maybe. But it's around the 20th of March. Baseball will open up in Korea, and guess who's going to be there? The Dodgers. That's why pitchers and catchers, for them, reported yesterday. So I, I just... Put that on the calendar. Like it's it's kind of like I remember when the A's would always go over to, to Japan and play their games there. Like that maybe that's like that first week, like the first couple of weeks before the season actually starts. It's like they're soft open. But there's gonna be major league baseball games being played in Korea in March on the twentieth. I cannot wait. You know who's gonna be staying up watching that, even though my hours are gonna be switched. Even though actually waking up at four forty five here in March is gonna be it's gonna be rough. But if I can watch more baseball, like the KBO, like I'll be able to watch some KBO when I wake up in the morning now um, and like wake up to watching maybe the 7th, 8th, and ninth over in Korea. But you know what? On the 20th, I'll actually be awake fully for the Dodgers game. I, I cannot remember who they're playing. I should probably look that up. I shouldn't be talking about it without knowing who they're playing. But you know what? Who cares? Done deals Major League Baseball. I didn't get too many of them last week. Why did not most of them turn on? Actually, okay, you know what? We're good. So, done deals Major League Baseball. Gary Sanchez signed a deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. It's a one-year with a contract and a mutual option after it. This is interesting. Remember when the Brewers traded old Colbert Burns last week to the Baltimore Orioles? Well, they get Gary Sanchez here. Does that mean they're, they are in line to possibly sign Blake Snell? If they are, I, as a Cardinals fan, wouldn't like that. Because, you know, when Blake Snell and Gary Sanchez 
when he's throwing to him, Blake Snell's on it. We saw that happen last year. That's the reason why Blake Snell was the Cy Young Award winner for the National League. So this was a good deal by the Brewers. Maybe that is the line. It's like, hey, Blake, we know you're still a free agent. We've got your catcher here. You might as well want to come join us. So Gary Sanchez to the Brewers on a one-year deal. The Dodgers signed right-handed pitcher Ryan Brazier to a two-year $9 million contract worth $4 million in incentives are possibly available from the, the pitcher. It's like why the, they're just getting more and more and more help if you're the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like this is, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's getting kind of gross of how good they're going to be. Are they going to be good though? I, there's a lot of, not like there's a lot of egos on that, on that team. There's a lot of talent, but can all that talent work well together? I guess we'll have to find that out this upcoming season. Minnesota Twins. I know this was last week, but I didn't get to our done deals last week. So there's some, uh, some deals to get you caught back up from what we've left off. Minnesota Twins signed old friend alert here for the Kansas Royals, Carlos Santana, to a one-year $5.25 million contract with additional performance bonuses available. Carlos Santana just hits he, – he he absolutely rakes. So seeing him play in Minnesota now, that ball sails. I, I know that that ballpark's built so oddly and weird, but for lefties, that ball flies out of the ballpark and – I guess we're going to see that a lot from Carlos Santana, hopefully this upcoming season. The Mets signed right-handed pitcher Shintaro Fujinami on a one-year $3.35 million deal. Didn't Wasn't that great last year with the A's, but was traded to the Baltimore Orioles and was a bullpen guy, and now he's going to be a bullpen guy for the Mets to see if he turns around. The Cardinals signed right-handed pitcher Kenyon Middleton to a contract, a former Yankee. I like that deal a lot, especially improving that bullpen still if you're the St. Louis Cardinals. The Padres signed left-handed pitcher Wandy Peralta to a four-year $16.5 million deal. The Blue Jays signed third baseman DH Justin Turner to a one-year contract, so this might eliminate them possibly getting Matt Chapman back to the team. The Mets have signed right-handed pitcher Adam Ottavino to a one-year $4.5 million deal pending a physical, though. And I'm, inter- I'm interested to see what Adam Ottavino can do because this is the second time now in a Mets uniform being signed back there. Remember, this is the guy that made his debut with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's been everywhere in Major League Baseball. He made his debut back in 08. I want to say 07, 08, or 09. But he's a journeyman pitcher around this uh, around the big leagues, and I'm happy to see him and his name still out there for teams that, that, are, that think that they can use his ability to hopefully win a game, but it's with also with the Mets, so take that with a grain of salt for what it is because of how good the National League East truly is. Now for some trades that have already happened, the White Sox acquired after Dominic Fletcher from the D-backs in exchange for Christian Minya. I was I absolutely forgot that Dominic Fletcher, David, David Fletcher's brother, was still being shopped around, and now he's a White Sox. So we get to see him a little bit here in uh, in Kansas City whenever the White Sox do come to the town. Mariners acquired Gregory Santos from the White Sox in exchange for right-handed pitcher Plancer Baroa, outfitter Zach Deloach, and the 69th overall pick in 2024 draft. I do find it interesting that we're going to start to see more and more and more draft picks being traded now because we saw it with a little bit with the Corbin Burns trade last week. Now this week, because uh, this, this trade I think happened on Saturday evening, Saturday night, going into Sunday, because I was talking to one of my friends who's a Mariners guy. He's like, hey, Kramer, they, we just got Gregory Santos from the White Sox. Can you let me know what he's about? And I was like, Santos, hard-throwing righty. That's all I could think of for him. So a 69th overall draft pick is also being put in this trade to be sent to the White Sox. I think this is a good move by the White Sox getting the, a right-handed pitcher, an outfitter, and a, an extra draft pick for the 2024 thing. The Mariners also weren't, weren't done yet because last week they also got and acquired infielder Jorge Polanco from the Twins in exchange for Anthony DiSclefani, Justin Topa, Gabriel Gonzalez. 
Right-handed pitcher Darren Bowen in cash considerations, all for Jorge Polanco. Love that move by the Mariners. I think the Mariners fumbled bag not trying to sign a Shohei Otani or getting a guy similar to what Shohei Otani can bring. And this is actually a good step, getting Gregory Santos and Jorge Polanco back-to-back weeks. I think the things are on the up and up. I do think Mariners still have a good pitching rotation. It still sucks they trade Robbie Ray away. But I, I think they'll at least be they'll be flirting 500 this upcoming season. Red Sox acquired Tyler Heineman from the Mets in exchange for cash considerations. And the Athletics have acquired right-handed pitcher Ross Stripling from the San Francisco Giants in exchange for Jonah Cox, which probably Jonah Cox is going to be probably an absolute stud for the Giants whenever he does because that's just what their A's do. They they trade away their – like Jonah Heim, catcher. I mean, he was, he was an A. Now he's, he's, the, he's the, the Rangers catcher. Sting it. Let that sink in. Oh, A's fans, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That'll do it for hour one here of Sires with Kramer. Hour two coming up next. All football talk, baby. Yeah, we're talking Chiefs. We're talking 49ers. Talking awards. And some weird funky stuff. We'll do that next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660.